0: Home to some of the most creative, intelligent, culturally diverse and articulate people this country has to offer Unfortunately, they were all busy So, we got stuck with this lot Recorded live in Murphy's Pub on Brandon Pier. This is the Murphy's Podcast.
1: I
2: would say clink, 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 but clink with a, with a vape and a, and a pint of Guinness. Yes, I'm Tony, a pint of Guinness. your
1: first pint of Guinness in... Uh, two months. Two months. Two months. Wow. Yeah, I got
2: a call today from the doctor saying... Uh, well, actually not from the doctor, from the cardiac nurse. My blood test came back. Uh, this is all very boring for anyone except me. Uh, everything is perfect. My cholesterol is down, like, kind of normally. Uh, but it wasn't high anyway. Um, all my Everything is back. My vitamin D has gone up because I've been taking vitamin D supplements and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the only weird thing was is that my iron... Uh, went back up higher than it had been, even though it'd been off red meat and off Guinness. Whoa! So it's something else is doing it. So I said, "Listen, can I please have a pint of Guinness?" I said, "Listen, God, you can have a, have one or maybe two, but just don't don't go mad on Guinness now because you think you're off the hook." Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. That's what I was talking to her today. She said, "Don't worry about it. It's not dangerously high. It's. It's. I think it's four hundred something. It should be less than three ninety or something. And it's gone over four uh, hundred. So it's on the higher end of the scale. But it's. Uh, which. If it was seven hundred or something like that." you're in trouble you need right. to it. so she said it's good, it's good you kind of found this by accident because it will help you I wonder I how many life and all how many pints of, of
1: Guinness would, it, would would an extra hundred be
2: I don't I think it might be worth it though because <laughs> <laughs> this is this is honestly
1: this I have been dying for this for such a long is time is it as good as you remember it
2: it's better it's actually yeah. better and the lads here in the pub as well they've got a new cool room in as well so it's just nice it's the right perfect temperature it's temperature not too, it's not too hot not too cold it's okay. just on the sweet spot
1: Phil, what's your verdict oh, on Phil, the Guinness? This is
2: what he's gotten as well. It's mighty, mighty, there you go, that's mighty. Exactly
1: that's all. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Just mighty. Right.
2: So uh, that's all, is What have you
1: been up to? Uh, well, since our boat trip last week. So what's happened over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we we had Nilda on and then. We had uh, the boat trip last week. What, what have I done? I was up in Donegal. Uh, I was up in Sligo Wild Roots Festival a couple of weeks ago, um, gigging. Yeah. It was good crack. And I had a weekend off last weekend and back now flat out gigging from this weekend on again so yeah busy busy Yeah, festival season now is kicking off I got some
2: great uh, feedback about the last two podcasts
1: yeah Uh, everyone loved Nuala Morris like again
2: motivational kind of stuff that she was talking about just phenomenal and the sea safari I got some yeah everyone seemed to enjoy it but the thing that keeps coming back is the people enjoyed it most was me hurting myself standing on thistles and stingers. That's everyone keeps saying it's me.
1: I have to say, Tony, you did come across as a little bit of a wimp. <laughs> I did. I'm going to have to do something if I remember this. It was, it was it. I was laughing there, and you were talking about climbing Brandon, and I was just watching you crawling around the fucking island, <laughs> avoiding nettles and stingers, nearly <laughs> crying. <laughs> but, uh, well, you won't be climbing Brandon barefoot, but. um. Well, ah, no. Look, it, fair, if fair we right. ever get to do it, I
2: did. I made a purchase today because because we were thinking about doing it maybe next weekend or the weekend after or whatever. And I went and I bought a, a new backpack that has a, a water bladder thing in it. So I'm all set. I'm like, lo, I will look. How like many a gallons does it carry? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Four gallons. Yeah, I probably need it. Uh, you will notice, actually, if you're listening to this, that uh, we are outside today. We're sitting on the, the benches outside because it's such a nice evening. We said, feck it, let's not be inside the pub. pubs. So yeah. Outside on Brandon Bay looking at all the boats and the the water and the dolphins and the otters supposedly
1: it's mad old weather we're having isn't it the uh, the old El Nino is is in effect this year are are you familiar with the El Nino no so it's like it's it's a weather phenomenon that happens every seven to eight years is that right Mm Phil and, it, it, yeah, no, <laughs> Phil, <it, laughs> is it funny that all the people called Phil that we know don't seem to really have any facts any, about anything? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of guessed up, it doesn't but, uh, matter. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weather phenomenon. Again, don't ask me the details of it, but it does happen every seven to eight years and it affects the weather globally. It's um, amazing. And it's, that's what's given us this kind of milder... Uh, well, I was on the
2: phone to you earlier on, and again it was beautiful all morning, and then all of a sudden it just kind of went a bit grey. There was a few spits around and then it was like a monsoon.
1: It was yeah, incredible. You yeah. saw the damage that happened in Tralee at the weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It the Dun
2: Stores got wrecked, the Omniplex got the wrecked, cinema.
1: There was like there was literally scenes. I saw some video footage. It, it looked like a river flowing down. I think it was Rock Street in Tralee and it was like I think there was at one point a car was floating in it or something. It was so it was so bad and torrent like it was crazy.
2: That's bananas again. It's just—is this global warming or is this just—is
1: is it natural? Like well, you're I, saying, it's a phenom- Like it's a thing that's happened before. Well, El Nino is, is is a, is a cyclical, cyclical yeah. thing that happens and does affect the weather. But I don't know if, if that's what caused that. But. Um, I, in all the years I've been living here, I've never heard of, like, a town like Tralee getting flash flood in the space of literally an hour and a half.
2: One hour, yeah. Yeah, 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 I haven't
1: heard of that before, so. And what's funny, like, the, the buildings that happened to, like, I know the Stores building has only been... Relatively br- new. Brand new, yeah. newly renovated, so I'm not, something went away somewhere anyway, but um, I was out and about in the camper. I was up an in inch, and we were watching the the, cl- the thunder clouds roll in and kind of... Taking yeah. the sh- taking the show in, not realizing what was happening inside Inverly.
2: Yeah, I, I was know. over in Dingle that I could hear it across the bay. You right. could just hear it echoing like all. T- I didn't come out this far though. I didn't hear it which is amazing. No, right? it's, ga- it's it's gas isolated here. one
1: place. Yeah, it's gas here on the peninsula. It, it, once you hit Blennerville sometimes it could be lashing rain inside, and the yeah. sun could be shining here, and it's just you, yeah, you, you,
2: vice versa happens as well. there y- it could be lashing uh, uh, oh rain. Oh, no, absolutely! Just, yeah, just, like,
1: oh my god, it works both ways. But yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about here. You never really even even looking at the forecast. Yeah, it'll give you a rough guide, but you could wake up here in the morning and it could be blue skies Mm. or the other way around. Yeah,
2: we will have a guest today who is actually sitting just at the bottom of the the row of tables there. Uh, Dave Gagan is going to join us uh, for a good chat. Uh, Dave is married to my cousin Ronwyn. Okay. And Dave is a professional chef, works really stressful, high-end job. uh, And he had a life-changing operation. Uh, only like two two months ago, I think it was. Now he'll tell you about it when he comes up. And if something, like if he hadn't caught, it, he'd be dead. Like again, it was, it was holy like, shit. Yeah, you kind of yeah. So it's I uh, will get him up now in a second. I won't I'm ask you any it. questions. I will he comes. Yeah, I'll let him tell you about it because again, I'll only make it. I'll make stuff up. I'll be like Philip from last week. Right. I'll completely make anything up. Like yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I didn't even mention that Fred isn't here. Oh, Fred, Fred isn't here. Fred has gone missing again. Fred isn't unfortunately can't make it over again tonight because he's got fatherly duties
1: and life exactly uh, to manage. And look, it's that time of year. We kind of we yeah. we, we kind of knew coming into the summer that, that
2: we were you know, going to knock it on the head actually for the summer just because we knew gigs pick up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, let's get a let's get uh, Dave up to have a little bit of a chat. Yeah, sure, no worries. Dave, hi Dave. Actually, I'll give you a prayer. How's it going, Whether, Dave? Wherever you like, you can either look at me or look at Gary. Yeah, it's probably he's, he's, he's prettier. Thanks. So, Dave, thank you very much for coming along. Uh, I did give you a, a wee bit of an intro there a second ago, uh, basically just saying that you're, you're Ronwin's husband. Yes, that you're I am. You're a professional chef, and I did kind of allude to a large operation you had. Was it two months ago? 16th of March, Ronwan's birthday, my oh, father's
0: birthday. Kind of one of those well days. The <laughs> day before Paddy's <laughs> Yeah. Worse. That's the worst I, part of it all. I, <laughs> I still got to watch Ireland win the oh. championship in rugby
1: on the Saturday. Which was really good. I'm not even sure what the operation was in relation to, but I hope it wasn't the heart, because watching that game open, wouldn't have done you any favours. Open hearts,
0: five and a half hours of open heart surgery, yeah.
1: Holy cow. The big and one, they the allowed
0: you to watch it, like... Sat, us, sat up in ICU, amazing nurses, looked after incredible. it. Incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, it's an amazing science that they've got down, down in, uh, in our heart departments in Ireland at the moment, and all over the world, I'd imagine, but in Ireland, like, it's just... It's like walking onto a spaceship when you go into the theatre. Amazing. Yeah, insane. And, and how, so, tell,
1: how did it, did, did that journey begin?
0: Eh, uh, 16 years of age. I was going scuba diving and I needed a, to get a test, to get a certificate. I needed to get a medical cert. And uh, so I went to a doctor to get my medical cert and he said, oh, you have a heart murmur. Okay. Nothing to worry about, son. You'd be grand. And, yeah, uh, so yeah, it wouldn't be a biggie. That yeah. was at 16 and then uh, 16, 26, 36, 46, 50, yeah so like 30 odd years later um, I'm at my doc getting an annual checkup and my doc the doc that I had in, in, in Corbley Clinic in Limerick absolutely incredible doctor, she was very pedantic and she kept saying like you have to get this test and you have to get that test so over the years I would have had one or two more tests than maybe I would have expected because I'd be telling other lads like you know it's that the doc, she's sending me for this and she's sending me for that and, they first were they they were charmed at the idea that I'd go for a checkup in the first place but then to actually after going for a checkup to go for tests that are what you'd imagine okay sure I have to get this done I have to get that done so she put me forward for in March 2020 no in February 2020 for an echocardiogram to check my heart because the heart murmur had changed from the previous two Mm -hmm. and uh, Covid happened so nothing happened and then out of the blue I'm Moved from Clonlara in East Clare, living in West Kerry, and I get a phone call from the Monsacours in Tralee saying, uh, we're now responsible for taking care of your echocardiogram, and I was trying to remember what was that about. Okay. And uh, it just so happened it was 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, I'd be back in time for service in the kitchen, so I said, okay, I'll do it. So I went in and got the echocardiogram, they decided that at the point in time where that was done, the guy who, saw, who checked the results, he said, look, you're going to get a call. Um, there's something not quite so right so he knew straight away yeah? well yeah. He, kn- he knew spot it. but he was a he's a the, t- the guy who does the echocardiogram yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not a heart specialist yeah. Yeah. so he said you're going to have to see the heart, the heart specialist so I went to see the heart specialist uh, he said well, okay we can set you up for an, a- an angiogram but you know the probabilities are you're going to need surgery your, your valve is fecked and uh, at that point I'm thinking okay all the things I've done in life all the sins all the, all the pints all the smokes <laughs> all the weekends yeah. all, the, all the madness of being the lifestyle that yeah. I've lived Yeah, yeah. Ships I, I probably ships. expect nothing less than a good old set of stents and a yeah. slap and a, in the a, earth. And, a, yeah, and, a, and, a, and a bit of work on yeah. the heart and I went oh shite okay so I drew the short straw Like, an, and it's not the shortest straw I think I said it in, in the, the letter I posted in, the, 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 in Facebook and then I was taken up with Jasmine in, in the Limerick Leader where, you know, I was having a heart problem and it was serious. But then, after the echocardiogram and the lads in the scores looked after me so well, I was introduced to a man called Professor Hintian down in uh, uh, Cork. Uh, and that was in early January. And he said, uh, your valve is minute and your heart is twice the size it should be, you kind of go, oh, okay, what does that mean? Uh It means that you've got probably about two years left. Holy Ooh. shit. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a Wake it's up a, call, yeah. It's yeah. like a punch out of the. Like, he looked like a nice guy, and then he's telling me I have got two years left. So I going he's not a nice guy anymore. And then, we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the good news. Well, the good news is well, I, I actually <laughs> broke up. He him could have told you I you got good. ten <laughs> years? <laughs> 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 then, then he'd be a prick. <laughs> 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 well, I, you know me already, don't you, Gary? <laughs> 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 the old chef business, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's kind of shocking. Uh, you're sitting there with your wife; she's taking notes furiously, and suddenly she stops writing because this is like, okay, this is not. We all knew it was serious, but we didn't think it was. Two years? That's that's nothing like. Something. And he said, that, and he, just to to nail it down, he said, "And the quality of life won't be great, you know. So it's going to get worse and worse. And it's like he said, it's like a boulder. Yeah, roll it off the top of the hill, and by the time it gets a couple of meters down, it's gone. With full tilt; you can't stop it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, but, and this is the big thing. What well, we Hold have one a second? There's a there's a there's a camper van driving right there.
2: Second campers, Fickin campers. <laughs>
0: How dare you? Goddamn tourists! I, 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 a was of, of like. I was one of those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But um, yeah, the, the, I mean, to to then be told, "But there's a solution," mm. and all the one meeting, everything goes from being you know a bit, bit apprehensive to "Oh my God, I'm going to die." Yeah. To "Oh, there's hope." We have, we have a hope. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think honestly that that was it? Curtains. That could st- well. He could have said, look, you have congenitive heart disease, yeah. which I lost a friend, I buried a friend recently. <laughs>
2: I don't know why his bike sounds not like not your heart, is it?
0: <laughs> Good
1: Get Lord. the WD-40 out there, there's lads. Ti- there's timing, hey. Eh? <laughs> but yeah, he... Here
2: um... comes the noisiest camper in the world again.
1: <laughs> Sorry about this, this is the middle of a heart-wrenching story, yeah. literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're gone. So... But uh, yeah, it, it was really, really nerve wracking. And then he says, I have a couple of options for you. We, we're going to have to replace the valve. Yeah. It's definitely going to have to be open heart surgery. Yeah. Okay.
2: Was it always going to be like full crack the rib cage or was it whether you tried to do a keyhole?
0: When I spoke to my doctor in Dingle, uh, you know, passing back and forth some information before I met him, before I met the specialist in Cork who was there. Uh, you know that they have these miracle things there where they go in around the side, uh, you know, and they have cameras, stuff, and they have microsurgeries yeah. and they have this that and the other. So I had a little faint bit of hope, right. yeah. but I guess being the, the practical person that I am, I always just assumed it was <laughs> <comes> the second <laughs> noisiest car in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, so basically, he said uh, you can have um, valve replacement. You have to have valve replacement. Yeah. He said, but we've got this kind of cool new bio valve that, at your age, you normally wouldn't get. Because it might need replacing. He said, but the new via valve, he said, it's so cool because even if it does need replacing, we can go in like an angiogram and not have to do open heart surgery again. Okay. Yeah. I just put a new top on it. So, what's, a, what's it made out of? It's a cow or pig. Oh,
2: so it's an animal, like it has proper yeah, yeah, animal yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, it's natural So, so is,
1: it, is, it, is it a cow or a pig? <laughs> 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 I wasn't too worried. I know, it doesn't really matter. Once it works. Yeah. So,
0: which one did you pick? So, the, cri- the cri- I, well, I picked that over the metal one. So, the, yeah. met, the metal one is a killer because uh, you're on um, blood thinners for the rest of your life. So oh, it's really? No crack at all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Going through uh, airport to be shit as well, I'd say.
0: Yes, uh, all that jazz. Um, and this one was uh, blood thinners for 12 weeks.
1: Right. Um, okay, and looks, then aspirin yeah. after that. Whereas now you just have to get milk three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna
0: go there, isn't he? Yeah. Oh my god! Mm. Sorry, listen. Sorry, I actually have ever milked a bull. <laughs> Here's your opportunity, dude. <laughs> Cream of bull soup. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. the big, the,
2: big, the big, So you you had to do the full open hearts, crack the rib cage. You've got you've got the zipper now, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Over a zipper yeah. scar. Just back to the operation. So, obviously, they they went through like chances of something going wrong and all that kind of yeah so
0: basically I, I was really I suppose considering again back to lifestyle I, I was full sure he said you have to get your teeth checked you can't go into an open heart what? surgery without with having it? your teeth It's your nipples it's just, your ran nipples. Ran it's just, it's just a cow thing again <laughs> your, your, your teeth. teeth it's so random it's that your dental teeth yeah it's so random you think, <laughs> <teeth. laughs> yeah, okay. so think it was a joke <laughs> what's that about <laughs> it's that your bovine teeth yeah, no,
2: <laughs> no 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 I <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 need do you have to get a machine on it but your so teeth
0: So basically, yeah, and that was the hardest part for me because I, I had a little bit of gum disease down on, on inside my uh, front teeth. Yeah. Susan Crean, the dentist inside in Dingle, are in truly amazing woman. She went above and beyond for me. Yeah. Um I needed like five, six treatments, and she said, We spread them over a number of weeks, and I said, I don't have a number of weeks. I said, He's gonna call me for surgery imminently. So you had to have to finish before you could actually even If I don't if, and, and if she sent me off and said, Oh, you you'll be grand and I got endocarditis Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's basically a bacteria in your teeth, and your gums, gum disease that absolutely loves your heart. Oh, God. So, if you're after having open heart surgery and your heart is weakened and there's a, a possibility of an infection getting into it, yeah. and you have gum disease, you probably will have that infection in your heart and then you'll die. Oh, Jesus my God. Yeah. So, it's that serious. It like like it's, it's, yeah. a, it's funny when you think about it, like your teeth and your, your heart it's just like no connection like in <laughs> really Ever, I, yeah. but, I, but I tell you Gary the most incredible thing is that when you come out of the operation you start realising how interconnected your lungs and your heart are mm. it's yeah. not until you're actually that humble human being that comes out the other side of an operation yeah. you wake up you're completely helpless you've got tubes in your mouth um, you think you're in pain you're not in pain but that's because of all the morphine Mm-hmm. Morphine's amazing Yeah It's yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. It's the best
2: um, They <laughs> really You think he
0: likes it too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they don't, they don't. I like Is, they is it morphine or morphine? <laughs> oh, <there we laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, no. sorry 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 Yeah but they wean you off Without telling you So I was actually off morphine For about two or three days I didn't even know Because the other painkillers Were quite good Right And obviously the healing Was working yeah. yeah But I was blessed Going back to what you were saying About you know All the bit different bits of it, I didn't need any stents Because my arteries were fine Wow I didn't need, um, I didn't have any other damage to my heart other than the valve not working properly, mm-hmm. so, and my lungs were clear, and you know, for, considering what I've done to my body over the lifetime that I've lived, I'm absolutely astounded yeah, that yeah. that was the issue, and then when I went back and we did the tests again and, and then went to see the, the, the surgeon after the, like six weeks after the operation... He said, your, your, "Your lungs are crystal clear." He said, "It's it's a really really positive recovery. You're you're a hundred percent A one student as regards well, what we what we'd want to see as results." Great news to get. I'm a, I'm it's just amazing. insane. But the one thing it does remind me constantly of is that it's so easy. Like like the percentage of men in Ireland that are overweight and have high blood pressure. Of mm-hmm. course, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't, listen, don't even don't look at me. At don't, me. don't even look at me.
0: He's Iron Man. Yeah, seventy percent. <laughs> Yeah, seven yeah. in every 10 men. I'd believe it. I'd believe it. But that's
2: yeah. that just goes to show just go feckin' get it checked like again I had a big scare whatever a couple of months ago. Yeah. Sure just my blood pressure suddenly from from nothing. And, uh, yeah, and again, it would just be, it's, it's being managed now, but then we've figured out there's this, this iron thing which might be connected to it, which is the weirdest thing. Just If you have a problem, go to the doctor. Yeah. I, was, I am one of those guys that doesn't. but I you mean, know, I, 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 fix I,
1: itself like. I definitely think once you kind of hit... Definitely hit 40 anyway. Yeah. You should probably be going for an annual checkup. Yeah, Look, I know it's a pain in the arse, but, <laughs> well, it could literally be a pain yeah. in the arse
2: I, as well. Yeah, but I haven't gone that road yet, but, yeah.
1: But it's... Um, a lot of guys...
2: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so important.
0: A lot, a lot of guys that... People that I know, men that I know especially, who've dropped dead, who are either healthy or maybe the same as myself. Um, the, the doc was or the specialist uh, professor in, in Cork was saying to me, look, the adult death syndrome piece, a lot of the time it's this, which is what I had, which is a bicuspid valve. So when I was born, in the womb, before I was born, the three leaves of the valve that normally open and close mm-hmm. together, yeah. Two of them had fused together. So my heart was working on half power basically all my life. So when he met me last January... My heart was twice the size it should have been. So Just massive muscle. Yeah. The muscle had grown yeah, to yeah. From, from the extra to push, work it's doing to push the, the the oxygenated blood out through the aorta. Did, did that affect you when you were growing up? That could you could you play sports and could you?
1: Did, like, I became you a chef at it?
0: nineteen, like eighteen. Eighteen. I was in college, and and, and uh, you know after that nothing mattered except for pints and cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and so you're it was a genetic issue with, with you it's, it's more not, so than not, a lifestyle it's, it's issue it's, it's genetic so the, the, the if you look it up if you google boy cuss with valve it'll show you and I didn't do that obviously beforehand it'll, nice, so it'll, would it'll, like it'll it. show you like genetic probabilities and all the rest so there is a level of that but it's and here's the scary one it's uh, one in 40 people on the planet have a, a bicuspid valve of some form right. it may not be the aorta; it might be the mitral valve it might be the other two valves mm-hmm. it, it could be any of them
1: I know my, my, my own father was actually in hospital only about uh, about a month, a month or six weeks ago, uh, with something similar, he's, he's got he's got a heart murmur, but he's known yeah. about it for a long time, and it's manageable, and he's able to take medication to. to but he 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 got a little bit of a, a fright there, a, a while back, and uh, but like that now that he was into the bonds and they'd done all the tests yeah. and checks, but yeah, it's 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 a lot more common I'd say than people realise. Well, well,
0: well yeah. the problem is if 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 you're overweight and you've got high blood pressure, the possibility of heart disease is massive. Yeah, big time. Um, and that's the way the world has gone. I know. You know, and, and, and diet and, you know, here I am a chef, you know, and I'm talking about diet, talking about food and I, I, I suppose... Yeah, but it's harder for a chef, isn't it? Because you're constantly tasting and picking and kind of... It, it is. I've never been skinny in yeah. my life, yeah. Yeah, ever. Well, I was when I got my jaw broken at 16 and like very Christ. skinny for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but the, the thing about skinny and healthy and, you know, overweight and obese and, yeah. and being rotund... You'd be fat on the inside, yeah. The, the, that belly fat, that stuff that builds up over a period of time, does that. But also, you know, I would have eaten a lot of food, mm. but I ate very, very rarely ate processed food. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm the same as any other guy, come out of a nightclub at two o'clock in the morning, I know boom, 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 yeah, boom, yeah, all the yeah, rest, yeah. nose-bagging away home. Yeah. But <laughs> pr-
1: pr- processed food is definitely probably, well, not definitely, but I'd imagine speeding up this whole... Epidemic of
0: yeah, yeah, salts and sugars, and just put but it Also, it, yeah. is that, that, that we, we're told we don't have time. You know, we're time, we're time poor. If you if you tell the whole planet and keep telling them they're time poor, they believe you are time poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't find time to feed yourself properly, you know that's like going to a, driving a diesel car and saying, "I'll put a bit of petrol in today and see how we go." Yeah, yeah. You know, just, yeah. It doesn't you, work. You wouldn't do no, it. It doesn't work. You know.
1: I think it's uh, look at the end of the day, advertising, marketing. All these big companies—they well, well, they, they force you to believe that well, you need like this. Just back this and you need off
2: that for a second. That's what pays my bills. <laughs> 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 okay, that's not Harvard. Yeah, don't, don't blame, blame the player, play or buy or buy. blame the
1: game. <laughs>
0: but no, there's the, the, you know there's there's something to that. It's um, I mean it must be something to do with the fact that like nobody would ever say looking at me that I'm the the Greek. Adonis.
1: No, but uh, but equally, but no I one would look at you and go, "Jesus, your man needs to take care of himself." Do you know yeah, what I mean? Fine, like,
0: fine, fine, and that's after losing twenty kilos. Like, right, you know, I was I was overweight, you were
1: heavier, yeah.
0: But I'd stopped i stopped cooking for two and a half years. I was teaching, uh, very sedentary lifestyle, driving up and mm-hmm. down from here for a year of it. Yeah, pints, loads no of pints. Yeah.
1: Well, like, you uh, know, do you mind me asking, Dave? Did you shed a tear through the whole process?
0: Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. There's a, there a huge Imagine. mental piece. Mm -hmm. Which uh, some good friends and my doctor have helped me through.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, That's
0: a huge psychological. Yeah, I'm a very, very. I'm not. I'm not your ultra alpha male type character, but I am very, very passionate about what I do and how I give. 100% 100% to everything I do in life yeah like I was an accidental head chef at 22 and I've never been anything less since right right and it's 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 always about being in charge and making decisions and doing the right thing and yeah yeah you know, being pushing the edge the edge of, of and, and just being honest and true and if you're in that space, you're humbled to the point where, you know... Well, that's all been taken away from you, essentially, isn't it? It's kind yeah, of like, you, I mean, no, you have, now you're you not in a control. To pull your trousers yeah. up, like, after you go yeah. to the bathroom, you know? It's, it's, it, 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 suddenly, the world mm-hmm. is a very different place. Absolutely, yeah. And you realise... And then, you know, I, I know a, a, a girl in uh, Paddy O'Neill's wife that lives here. Yeah, her, her, she, She's ICU... Yeah. I see, uh, I see you in, in Limerick yeah. and uh, Trish Millick and her pal they work there, she's an old neighbour of ours from back in Clare I mean these people are just incredible We might, might possibly I have I was looking at the, the clouds itself This is the Murphy's podcast.
2: So we've moved into the deck because it was raining, and now it's stopped raining, and there's a beautiful rainbow outside. But we're inside again, just in case. We're already better off just staying there anyway. Sorry, Dave, we completely interrupt you when you're in mid-flow. Closer, uh, closer
0: to the kitchen, my natural environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got, got a, a smile on your face. That's the <laughs> <of> here.
1: <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads. Clanchua. Clink, so, we've got a clink we get a clink at the top proper clink yeah. there we go no
0: well, man well, I can reach now Cheers. a couple of weeks ago I couldn't do that and That's if my right.
2: doctor asks I'm on the same pointy Guinness okay
0: <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> the okay. strangest thing about open heart surgery is that when you when you come around mm-hmm. and you start to get and they take the tubes out of your mouth and you're breathing on your own again and they've helped you through all that peace and all you're thinking about is how am I going to go to the bathroom because I'm like I'm, I can't even Tying move. Everything. Mm. and everything, and, and I, that's all been taken care of. So <laughs> modern science, it's yeah. made Modern that's medicine, it's amazing. Says,
2: Let it go. Yeah, the, <laughs> the catheter
0: is in there. You're sorted. You don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. But the only thing you don't really feel or think about is your heart. You're not looking for your heart. You're not enough. Wait. Mm. So I, I'm, I, maybe it's different for different types of heart surgery. But having a valve replaced and a brand new valve on, it's like when you get your car tuned and you go for an MOT with your car. And you drive her out and you kind of go, a bit more power there now. Right. And suddenly, your heart, like, so. Your, that's as much as you feel about your heart. Your heart doesn't actually... I thought for a long, long time there was something wrong with my lungs. Yeah. That I was unhealthy and unfit and that my lungs weren't working as well as they should. Right. And I started realising that the, the interaction between your lungs and your heart are the oxygen comes in, it gets processed through your heart, it comes out oxygenated blood through your heart. And that miracle in itself, that little mm. circle of... Breathing air and oxygenated blood going around your system. Mm. I never once in my entire life gave that a thought. Yeah, of course. Not. And then you wake up, and all you feel is this mass down the middle of your chest. scaration from the. So it's it's huge. Wow. Mm. Oh, okay. Huge, because there's two drains down either side, and your commoner garden garden hose. It's as thick as that on both sides tubes are and there's little drains down the bottom of those so those tubes are to stop all the excess liquid in the body well staying inside and comes out and when they take them out it's a bit like having two swords removed from your body like being pulled slowly out of your body right um it's and i didn't look at it psychologically i thought if i don't actually see what they are i won't care about them when they're being taken out yeah and I just didn't look at them for the three or four days they were in while I was in ICU. Mm. And the girls in ICU, the nurses, they were taking them out. She said, "You're gonna feel an uncomfortable sensation." And oh, Jesus! <laughs> because right next to the biggest wound I've ever had in my entire life, and I've had a few, you know, scars and cuts mm. and bruises and burns and all the rest in the kitchen, and like you know, big huge cuts across your your, your arm and all the rest, and chopping the tops off fingers and stuff. But this scar is from the bottom of your neck down to your, to your sternum, like, yeah. yeah. The, the whole sternum is, is, is <clears> scar, <throat> has been opened up for five and a half hours lads have been working away in there they've put you back together and are all these pipes going into one incision they're in going here? down either side oh, an, inch, an inch and a half either side of the scar oh right okay and when they're taking them out it's like gargantuan it's a huge vacuum of space and then you start to go back to normal but all you're thinking about is this huge scar mm-hmm. and being able to sit up and being able to lie down you're not thinking about your heart at all. It wasn't until I left ICU and I was down in the um, the standard recovery space in the in the rest of the hospital in the ward, the general ward, and the physio comes in. She's right. We're going for a walk, and I go. I'll be well able for this. And like five minutes into the walk, three minutes into the walk, the sweat is pers. Wow. <laughs> but all I'm still thinking about is the cut. I'm not thinking about my heart. Right. And it's only like when you leave hospital and you get home and you're on your own and you have this whole space to start thinking about your heart and then it starts to kick and you're not sleeping you're waking up in the middle of the night and cold sweat's come to my heart okay Yeah. how yeah. can I tell I can't tell yeah, your yeah. heart never stops it's a muscle so if you like if you break if you tear a tendon or a, uh, you know anything like that you just put your foot up and you, you let it heal of course without any movement yeah, yeah and it's great yeah. But your heart doesn't stop beating. Yeah, yeah. You
1: can't rest, you can't turn it off for an hour and give it a rest can, You
0: can learn how to not stress and not of do course. 250 covers on a night in a restaurant and yeah, not yeah. be at that boiling point yeah. in, in a kitchen. Like, there's no way I could have gone back. They said it's going to be 12 weeks before you go back to work and I was like, mm, I don't know, I'd say I could get back earlier. And absolutely, I'm I'm actually taking a little bit more because mm. it feels right to do the best you can do for your heart. Absolutely, uh, give it. To you got one. Yeah. You got one. Yeah. Like you know, if you lose an eye, it's horrible. I can imagine. I know. If, I have a friend of mine who actually I used to work for, and he he lost an eye. It, it must be horrendous. Yeah. But like, if you mess with your heart, that's it. It's all over. Exactly. There's nothing. There's Game no. Th- it's like liver. It's like you know, you you mess with that. It's it's all over. Yeah. There's no. There's no recovery. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, like Joe so just saying to take that extra recovery time. I mean, after something so severe, is is. You're only doing yourself favors, really. It's kind
0: of hard yeah. when you're down here, like and the, and Ron says, if we go for a swim you know, and like you're down with the swimming group, then and you're kind of in yeah. that cycle of going for a swim every day, going for a walk every afternoon. You know, it's a, it's a slice of heaven. Mm. Yeah, yeah, And I'm very lucky to be here. Yeah, and and to be here doing right it. place and to get like, out. Anyway. If I was in uh, like back in Dublin, like living in the in the big smoke, and you know, or if I was in the city in Limerick, where I was where I spent most of my adult life. Yeah. It, it would be a very, very, very
1: different time, you know? Of course, yeah. You couldn't be in a better place for to to, to relax and to to regroup and recharge and all those things. Yeah, 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 have you so. gotten into anything else like meditation or like that since or have you
2: have
0: you changed? No, but uh, yoga's on the horizon. Yeah. Yoga yoga's been on the horizon for about five years. Ronwyn did it in, in Limerick briefly and she wants to get back to it and I know that I know that it would be good for me because yeah. mm. the, the head the head thing was the biggest shocker mm-hmm. to find out that you're, I don't suffer from depression, you know, yeah. that, that story. I never, I'm so lucky I never yeah. suffer from depression. Yeah. That can happen to anybody and I don't give a damn who tells me that it would never happen to them. Depression has many, fast. I filled in a form for my doctor mm. and he told me I was on the cusp of depression, suffering from a bit of anxiety and it is something that you can have a bit of it's like you know you can't mm-hmm. have a bit of a heart attack you have a heart oh, yeah, attack yeah, yeah now there's various levels of it which one will kill you um, which was the one i would have got um, where you know i'd be walking around or working just and I just would just drop dead and i would have been that would have been all been over it. there was no question that if i had a heart attack that i would have been able to come back from it psychological stuff it's much more subtle It's not something that's easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. Certainly not easy to talk about when I would be hugely empathetic to people who suffer from depression. But I would be quite cocky about the fact that I would never suffer from depression. Yeah, yeah. And I would never really fully grasp how you get to that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And yet... It is um, hard for people. I I have been on the cusp, right on the edge of that. Mm -hmm. And no sleep. Sleep deprivation is probably the greatest... It's horrible, yeah, yeah. Of depression. Yeah. And it, it, it stops you from being able to rest well enough of course. To, to fight whatever is coming at you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. Yeah, you're anybody, anybody who has to deal with that, you know, again, it's back to, you know, if you're going to, I went to a doc, my doc in Dingle, and I like it. Again, you meet professionals and. The medical professionals I've met—I don't—I haven't met a dodgy one. I'm lucky. I'm really, really lucky. We hear so many stories. Joe Duffy, Joe Duffy, Joe Duffy. I, I don't know. You have to cut that out. Or not. No, 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 no. But but the reality. Go, also, on, go, li- on, li- go on. Sure, go on. sure. Go but, yeah, on. Did you ever see the Gimp scene? Did you and David? Oh yeah, it's, of my, it's my favourite of all time. on the nipples yeah go on go on <laughs> go on oh, we can't we can't go down that ladder. that's another point maybe you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so look
2: what have you, ta- have you have you have you changed since have you has it has it made you reevaluate your life
0: Apparently I don't snore as much, which is obviously a real positive. I say Roman is delighted. Over the moon. Yeah. Now she said I snored the other night, but I didn't tell her about the fact that she's been snoring a lot when I wasn't asleep. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> she'll never hear this. It's You're normal. gonna cut that, aren't she, you? She'll never
2: hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so I swear. I'll email it to you.
0: <laughs> but the reality is, uh yeah, the changes are massive but they're not obvious. They're, they're kind of subtle. Like yeah. How you how you feel when you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not, a, it's not a healthy necessarily healthy. It is good if you manage it. Like you feel a bit guilty about not doing the right things.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, like so. Now, I've never been. I, I'm I'm a good timekeeper. I'm a good time manager. You have to be in the business I'm in. Yeah. But I'm all. I love that couch potato thing. you know, yeah, where yeah. You do the day of the day. Do See, I don't do that. All. I can't. That's not. I that love me. it. I love it. And uh, I I guess you, it's almost like reward. Like you work. Thirteen days straight, and they're like twelve to fourteen course, hour days. And geez, yeah. all you want to do you is throw yourself on the couch. Absolutely. Us. And you, I used to work freelance when I worked in Dublin. So you'd be working for event catering companies, and you'd be, you know, twelve days on the trot, or maybe even you know four weeks or whatever. And yeah, you'd be yeah. Flat to the mat, and then it's all over. Yeah. and There's nothing for a week. Yeah. So you sleep for nothing for a week. Okay, so you sleep for three days. Of course, days.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you like you, you have to recharge at some point. So and when and you're when you're, you're you when can. you're
0: in a place where you haven't been pushing that, and you don't have that excuse mm-hmm. psychologically and you're just kind of taking an easy day you have to find a really good reason and you, you do beat yourself up a bit about that so
1: so has it has it changed your attitude towards work now oh yeah has it? <laughs> yeah he's a
0: lazy bastard now <laughs> well I, i've cooked at home all my life yeah so I, i'm not one of those chefs who just does it at work and yeah oh, i would never touch a pan at home none of that yeah i i, I love cooking at home love cooking for the family Sometimes they don't quite love it as much. You know, Ronan does, but the, the kids like sometimes go, oh, fucking experiment on us again. <laughs> <laughs> Asparagus foam. With yeah, 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 and yeah. they, they yeah.
1: realise when they get older how lucky they were. Yeah, to exactly. To have that.
0: Well, the reality is all I want to do is give them what my parents gave me, which was that love of fresh cooked food. Yeah. When I was growing up, those bachelor's peas was about the most processed you got. My grandmother's still alive, she's
1: 86, and she often goes on, I don't know, what all this nonsense about organic and, and eating fresh cheese is all she ever had. It. Her whole life was potatoes, veg and <laughs> meat, literally every day of her life. Yeah. And I don't think there was ever a packet of anything inside in her house.
0: Yeah. And, that's and the, she's as fit as a fiddle. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that lack of salt and preservative and anti-caking agents and anticoagulants and all that stuff that goes with... Mm food that you don't need in your body but the mm-hmm. product needs to be on the shelf in front of you in the yes. shiny packaging yeah. um, I'm, ran, I'm, ran, I'm ranting again no, but, uh, all right. saying all that though
2: is there something inside you at all that could kind of could, again i asked you about like have you changed your lifestyle or anything like that is there anything in, inside you that you go sure this now was grand there was nothing wrong with my i didn't have to get stents my heart was good my breathing was good it was only because a
0: genetic thing that made, but like, is if I didn't have a family, if yeah. I didn't have a family, and I was hanging out with some of the lads that I met at my at my pal buddy Billy Hayes's funeral last week. Yeah, night. yeah. Billy was one of the most talented artists I've ever come across in my life. Yeah, my wife aside, obviously. Yeah, of course. But he was he was one he was unique. Yeah. Um I, I've known him since 1988, and uh, he's only a couple of years older than me. And when he passed, it was it was shocking because uh, he had a. A mitral valve issue and he was going to get microsurgery because he'd had a heart attack a few stents put in and then he had another heart attack and they said they couldn't do the open heart surgery because of the weakness of his heart. Mm-hmm. It ended up that they did the they did some form of surgery it didn't take um, he had he died of congenitive heart disease rather than anything else it was very very sad but a couple of the lads that I met there, one of them had quadruple bypass, he's the same age as me and he was of Marburg lights in front of him, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking, I'd love one." <laughs> did, so, did you smoke up to this point? I smoked before, not, not, not up to this point. I used to. Okay. Well, I, I was a, your classic chef, like I, I wouldn't smoke from. I'd wake up in the morning. I wouldn't smoke because I was in the kitchen. I wouldn't take a coffee break and a cigarette very often. Occasionally, I would. Maybe back when I was working with a couple of French guys back in Delafontaine in the French days, uh, where your, 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 you, they had cigarette ashtrays. On the windowsill in, in the kitchen. kitchen. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: right? yeah. And, and, Before uh,
0: Hassop was a thing. <laughs> EHO e- e- <laughs> was something that was from out of space. Like yeah. we didn't we didn't know about them. The reality is that the smoking that I did, I I was probably gold medal Olympic standard smoker at nighttime when I would go out for the beers. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I wouldn't smoke and then I'd give up cigarettes for weeks and then I'd oh, smoke okay. again. Yeah. And give up. I I, I a was A binge kind of, a binge smoker. I used to say I was never addicted, of course I was, but I was never happy being a smoker. So, I'm actually really happy now. Yeah. And I'm that worst type now, converted. Right. Non smoker. Okay. Don't vape, never vaped. Recorded live
1: in Murphy's Pub on Brandon Pier. This is the Murphy's Podcast. Just curious about uh, your, your, your chefing career there. How, how did it begin and all that jazz?
0: Yeah, um, there's no chefs in the family. Both my parents are really good cooks. We had the best of food growing up, and I suppose my, my dad saw me going off as the oldest son, going to university and doing this, that, and the other, and I had other plans. At 10 years of age, I was cooking. I was you know making breakfast and stuff for the kids and the, the younger brothers. At 11 and 12 years of age, I was cooking meals out of books and cookbooks. and. Just ex- recipe, ex- like, ex- yeah. experimenting, and I found it like it was my experimentation. It was my, my idea of fun. Yeah. I Was going mm. into the kitchen and creating something, and you know, I'd watch my parents cook, and I go "Okay, I can definitely do that." I don't know why. It just mm. it just was. Did and you
1: realize there was a career to be made out of it at at that point? <sighs>
0: My mum was artistic. My dad is a mathematician. Okay. So you know. <laughs> yeah, where did that go? Oh my God, yeah, it's like, how did they even get together? Yeah. They, bro- they broke. They broke up when so I. They, they broke up when I was nineteen. Like, oh, so yeah. i nice. yeah. <laughs> well, so smart, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, um, bad. bad, 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 bad. Nineteen years. Uh, <laughs> not bad. They're, they're they're very very happy now. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you another funny story about meeting meet, meeting my wife at my father's wedding, but that's another day oh, as well. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's another day's work. but yeah, I, I just started cooking, and I was surrounded by beautiful food. Grown up in North County Dublin, like, I mean, I'm a dub, but I'm not your dub dub. I'm a country. Dub. Yeah, yeah. I'm a country. Yeah. Like my best mates are from Drada, from right. Uh, you know, from Meads, from mm. all around that part of the world, and the nall and. Yeah, yeah. Pallyball, used to go picking fruit during the summer, picking apples in the autumn. It's,
2: the difference is because I'm a dub dub. But oh, Dave you're is from dub dub. county Dublin, like Dave, where you grew up was totally. I'm from the I'm from we the, were the, the city. Blo- we, we were, yeah. you were like very yeah very outside
0: countryside. A, my dad was a pen pusher, and everybody else in the village worked
1: on right. farms in the yeah. land.
0: Mm. Uh, if they didn't work on the land, they were butchers. Or there was my, my one of my best mates, Paul Line, and his family, whose father was a vet. You Know that was the way, yeah, you, yeah. Country life, yeah, yeah. Paddy, Paddy O'Brien would arrive up with his broken rifle over his shoulder, and there'd be two rabbits, and he'd pull them out of his back out of his pocket, and he'd give them to Mrs. Gagan, my mother, and said, Here yeah. you go, Mrs. Gagan. And that's for taking two stitches out of his son's <laughs> finger a couple of weeks earlier because right. he didn't want to go back to the hospital, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, working, picking potatoes, snagging turnips, mm. planting cabbages never ever ever being involved in that kind of world myself as a family we were the straight family like and of, of course like we we live right next door to the school so we were kind of new and then there was a couple of other families that moved in that was it mm. i went back there recently and it's still the same hmm. over oh, has not built up no no wow that's nice no,
1: no. it's nice to hear i love now,
0: the lad the local lads would say that there's a couple of there's a yeah. couple of new families moved in they're not they're Not, like they're not the, the same, States. they're not, they're not they're uh, the same, not as Irish as the rest of us. <laughs> you know? and as, and, uh, yes, they'd be trying to be as. There's you know, nice lads as down here looking at you, thinking the same thing.
2: i fine. a standard
0: man, listen. Yeah, we're
2: yeah. always, always going to be blowings. I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, yeah I, can, I can live that way, I can yeah. definitely live that way. But yeah, my first ever food memory and I, I. when I start talking about it I start tasting it and my, I might mumble a bit because like, my, <laughs> my true, taste buds yeah. will start I'll I'll a a I, I, I had I had, had, I had I had had burgers right in my life as a kid and we came down here on holidays my grandparents used to rent out a mobile home over in, in Castle Gregory mm-hmm. on the Maharies and you know you'd sit inside the window looking at the rain for two and a half of the three weeks you were here <laughs> yeah um once every couple of days to be a treat and you'd go for a bite to eat somewhere else other than eating mm. in, the, in, the, in the mobile home. And it was massive, because like, as a kid growing up in the 80s, going out for dinner was oh, a massive did, did, thing. One to Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. Massive, yeah, yeah. massive yeah. thing. Takeaways, there was, no, there was no takeaways where I grew up. Mm. And, and then we went out to Spillane's in Castle oh, Gregory. Nice, yeah. And we go in the door and I could smell the food. and go, mm, It's a nice place, yeah. And then I ordered this burger. And I, could, I swear to God, the relish... Those on that burger, I, I don't know. They used I to put
1: sugar in their coleslaw in Spelans. <laughs> <laughs> that was the secret. Oh man! Really? I, I, oh yeah. I, I, fact, a little yeah, spoon of sugar yeah, into the coleslaw. Well, and this little sweetness yeah. off the coleslaw was fucking delicious.
0: It, it's insane what they did. I think maybe the couple of owners the, obviously, um, the, that obviously the husband been. passed away. There. Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike yeah. uh, apparently, he was Marlon. a lovely, 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 lovely man. man. Yeah. Mike was a gent. Yeah. really yeah. hard working. Yeah. He lived. He lived yeah. his life working. You would have met him. I think you definitely would have met him. Suffice to say, I yeah. was talking to his son. Ben has opened up the, 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 coffee. the coffee dock yeah. and um, my first time ever having a conversation with the man and okay. he was telling me about like you know the, the, the pain of watching the challenges recently of the industry that we work in mm. and the, the, the inability to get consistently good staff, trained staff, especially in the kitchens
1: in seasonal areas as well. but
0: but it's coming back they've, they've 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 struck a vein of gold this year i think and they've, they've got some people they're doing good people great in there, yeah they, really yeah. good people who are trying their best to give yeah. the the customers who've become loyal customers yeah. for years and years but i i went back there probably before a year and a half or two before we discovered how we were going to end up living here, and i had to have the burger i just had to have it and mm. and the, the relish is maybe it's not quite the same but the food memory yeah, it's what yeah, food yeah, is so about, and creating a food memory. And you know, it, when you're when you're working in a in a kitchen, you you can never lose sight of the fact that it's about creating a memory for someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's all about. It's not about. I, I, I'm going to probably get lambasted for this one, but the 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 the, the famous chefs, with the exception of Marco Pierre White, um, are they're, they're full of shit. Like I mean, they're, 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 no one individual ever gets a fucking Michelin start None. No, it's None a team. one individual. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, not. Yeah. it's a team, It's a group right, of people that are you're 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 lucky enough that we're willing to follow you mm. to the ends of the earth yeah, through the pain yeah. barriers mm-hmm. to get to a point where you have a Michelin star. I was fortunate enough to work with a bunch of lads in a French restaurant in Limerick in the in the very 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 late eighties early nineties, and um, we had a red M and Michelin, and you know. At that, at that point in time that was an important mark on the way too and it, it never happened for various reasons mm. like it hap- doesn't happen for a lot of good people it wouldn't have been my Michelin star I wasn't the head chef of course but you're part of a group of people who, mm. who create an ambience and an atmosphere where people who come in and judge you once or two or three times a year are, are confident enough to say that you've attained a standard that is exceptional Mm. I'm sorry, but no one individual can ever do that. So, yeah. anybody who says he's a Michelin star chef is full of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They are a Michelin star team. Yeah. Mm. And he it, it, to be the captain. any award that you get, and like there's a lot of awards out there you can buy, Um, there's a lot of awards out there that are highly regarded and well recognized. Uh, local Irish awards that are recognized that are really, really important to the industry. And I would never knock that system because I think it it helps people who are not in the industry. You know, see people stand out, mm. but you have to be critical of it. Like you have to be critical of the food. Of course. So if you go to a Michelin star restaurant and you don't enjoy it, it doesn't mean that you're a moron and they're brilliant because yeah. they've got a Michelin star. No, of course. It just means that it's not your type of food. It's like you know, drinking well, wine. It's subjective, like isn't it's it? it's So
1: subjective. Do you know what I mean? What I might love, you might hate, and vice versa. And uh, you know, I eat anything. Understand it. I a, You can still appreciate the quality and work that's got into something you might necessarily like the taste of it.
0: And that's it. And you know, sometimes it's about the process or the lack of process. So you can eat a piece of fish that's cooked so simply, mm-hmm. yeah. but with love. Yeah, 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 of course. And that will elevate itself above if it's cooked with love; it'll be elevated above anything where somebody has a million processes.
1: And you mentioned Marco Pierre White there. How how would you say your own temperament is inside in the kitchen?
0: Oh <laughs> rude! Don't open the can of worms. <laughs> Don't make him angry. They call him the whole. Be honest here now. Yeah. Be honest. I've heard that I used to be quite temperamental. do <laughs> <No freak>. ah. <laughs> I don't mean to get... From good, good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who worked with me. Oh, no. It's passion. It's not anger. It's
1: passion. What, what, Why? Wh- I grew up in a, in a bar and a restaurant. No, it wasn't anything near a mission star. It was pub grub, you know, but I've yeah. seen the tensions in a kitchen. And yeah. Why it's are even, chefs... It's even so more challenging. Why are it? chefs so fucking mental? <laughs> why? Are, why, are, why are, in the background. That's Roman uh, laughing, Dave's
2: wife.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you seem absolutely normal here when I'm talking to you. What happens when you go into the kitchen? Well, if you admit twenty four year old me I would have told you to fuck off if you asked me to do this really I'm too busy right right I'm cooking man yeah you know yeah. and it it's, it is a bit of an attitude um, when you get good at it, you get confident of course when you get confident, you get cocky, and there's nobody to control you, like even the owners are afraid of you yeah uh, to an extent and, and not always you know now today it's an, uh, it's an employee's World where they can be more demanding of financials and mm. financials, you know, financials are great. But you know, I've been talking to people recently and I i, I, I would say that this is what I'm worth and you know, I will work for this, which is less than what I'm worth if I'm happy. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know, you don't know your worth when you're 22, 23, 24. No, you, you, no. But somebody has told you you're a head chef mm. and you're succeeding and your food is liked and you're good at it. But most importantly, if you're a head chef, that you can bring people with you. And it might be through fear sometimes, yeah, yeah, when you're yeah, younger, because yeah. you don't have the nuances and the knowledge of how to bring people with you as a mentor, mm. as as a as a, a leader of a team. Yeah. Which you get to, but when you're younger, you have to remember Marco Pierre White was 18 when a Michelin, Star, Michelin right? Star. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, wow. Yeah. Fucking wow. Sorry. It's yeah, just it's, it's beyond, and he made. Gordon Ramsay cry in his kitchen no on a regular basis. No harm, you know? no harm. And, and, you know, that's, you know, but at the same time, you know, th- those days are, they're not gone. There are still people who are abusive oh, in kitchens, yeah. but they are not acceptable. And as much fun as it might be to, you know, it's like, you know, certain managers of hurling teams in north of here would have been, would have trained people to death yeah. to get them to win in an All-Ireland and he thought that that was his the best way to get them to an All-Ireland and win in an All-Ireland mm. it might work once yeah yeah but it's not sustainable it's not going to work for a decade no it's not yeah. you know? so
2: you've got four kids would you advise them to go to into cooking or is it you can't stop someone who wants to be a yeah, chef but would you would you direct them towards like Roan who's actually working here in Murphy's at the minute would, and he's loving it and he's doing really well he's, 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 doing, he's, doing, he's doing like cleaning up and all this kind of stuff he's only he's young, 14
0: you know, yeah. he's, he's a good man but he's, 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 you, would you push your own towards chefing no, or would you no.
2: advise not to
0: no I, I, my dad never pushed me towards it. he wanted me to be academic he wanted me to succeed he wanted me to go to university to get a degree yeah in 1980 Splash that was really important yeah um, I went to RTC Athlone in the middle of West Shmede. Mm. I was getting off the bus in Moat I didn't know where Athlone was <laughs> 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 well, Ethnic Abigan who's now a, who's, who's now a teacher in, in, in LIT in Limerick in, uh, or whatever it's called these days and she's brilliant she, she, she tapped me on the shoulder she said You're are you not, going to the college not to stop. <laughs> yeah, this is not the stop <laughs> she was in the country it's in the country it's outside like Dublin <laughs> but I spent two two wonderful years in Athlone learning how to party and um, <laughs> Cooking. And then, and then and I, went, I worked in the Prince of Wales Hotel in that level, and It was a proper brigade, and okay. it was it was run like clockwork by a chef from Kerry. Like there's another lad up in 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 Connemara, Tim O'Sullivan, in uh, in a wonderful hotel there. That myself and Ronan got married in, and I swear to God, like the guy could, he, he should be up on a pedestal in Ireland. And he's written a book, and he's fairly well known, but he's not. Conrad Gallagher, or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, who's who's the newest kid in the block these days in Ireland? It's a uh, young man from Hampshire or someone like that. Uh, you know, I worked for Richard Corrigan, but he doesn't even know me. You know, yeah, I, yeah, he, never, he never met me. I worked in in. A What's he like, by the way? Because he yeah. seems decent. Richard Corrigan, like I like, I like his TV stuff. I've never met the man.
1: Um, I'd say he'd be fucking cranky. I
2: like. I don't mind cranky
0: I'd say he'd good. be Cranky in the kitchen. I don't know how far how far can I go like his 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 team that I a guy called Paul Carroll in the village at Lyons Estate in Newcastle outside Dublin yeah and Richard was the exec guy who had taken it on and then we did uh, I worked for a company called With Taste Banqueting in Dublin and we did a couple of gigs including television award programs where Richard would have written a menu he would have worked with our executive chef mm-hmm. over in London and he would have come back and given us the dishes and then we would have cooked and, and been part of the team to deliver it um, and then richard would arrive in very smiley and very happy just as services was about to kick oh, off right. put on the put on the show and take the glory and and yeah. you know and, and you can't knock that i don't I, I don't knock it and it's not i'm not like he's, he's gone to Virginia and Cavan and he's given a whole lot back and he's brought employment there. Yeah. He's tried Bentleys in Dublin and it didn't work out and then he's come back again now and he's trying it again. Something different but something similar. Mm-hmm. And his style, he's a, I, I've, I, bought, I bought his cookbooks, I listened intently. Yeah. I, had, I had dinner with him in Wexford with a group of people by complete accident we happened to be sitting at the, the same table yeah. and I just sat silently and listened for whatever <laughs> Marcel was coming down the tracks because he, his knowledge... Yeah, it's his massive. experience of what he can do and the team that I worked with with him like Paul Carroll uh, Liam Tomlin they, they, these guys are just top end you yeah, know and I mean. they had slaved in serious kitchens Michelin kitchens in, mm. the, in the Clarence and uh, to Paul, Liam Tomlin is Australia South, South Africa uh, his book was £40 back in the day and I bought it and I said yeah. oh, no, I don't care how much it costs I need to know what that man can do and how he does it so there is a. a, a, a He's a, extremely there's, there's passionate a look, about Within him. the industry, you should be looking up at your peers who are succeeding yeah, at course. that high but end.
2: There is a perception though that that chefs in Ireland are salts. But like again, like, I know quite a, a lot of chefs. Uh, I like, think that's a I, global perception. But, but I've got be good friends with like Derry Clark, and Derry's one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. He was at my wedding, was he? Yeah, the, yeah. It, never Maguire as well, like. One, honestly, one of the nicest humans I've ever met. Like, just an absolute pleasure to be here.
1: Nevin always reminds me. He's like
2: the Daniel O'Donnell of the cookery, cookery world, yes. but, <laughs> he's
0: so, but he's such a lovely, genuine, nice person. When you meet Daniel O'Donnell... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the Nevin Maguire of are singing yeah, world. There. No, but, but when you meet Nevin Maguire in his place... Mm-hmm. And Black Lion which is out in the middle of nowhere no, right. and it's wedged yeah. all year round a yeah. you can't get it is amazing. he's exactly the same as yeah. you see him on television TV, yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a gentleman he's an absolute gent so you do have those people in the industry mm-hmm. yeah. it's like any personalities yeah you know there's very decent people in the industry just complete pigs in the industry I'd say in your industry there's yeah but even I wrote a TV show I've <laughs> uh, called Healthy Appetite for RTE
2: and it was an 8 part cooking show and we had like every pretty much every Michelin star or Michelin bib sh- uh, chef on it uh, competing against each other and again
1: brilliant bunch of people there wasn't one of them that was in our yeah, look yeah look it happens in every I'm a musician so they probably put on
0: their best behaviour when they TV you know cat- <laughs> yeah.
1: but it, it, it happens in every walk like, yeah. I'm a musician and I've been lucky enough to meet some good musicians a- along my way and like the people that you expect to be assholes sometimes are the coolest people yeah. and vice versa. I'll like. tell
0: you something now, story about that one, the link. I, I worked with uh, Mick Dolan and his wife Valerie and Dolan's in Limerick. Yeah, yeah, I know Dolan's well, yeah. Oh my God, what an experience. I would have stayed there just for the crack. Yeah. Now, and I don't mean just partying or anything, I'm not talking about that, the gigs, the venues, the whole things of Christy Moore, Christy Dignam, mm. looking after all these amazing artists, doing the rider thing, you know, looking after yeah, the writer. One yeah. and, and mm. like, of the Ramones was playing one night. On a world tour. Now we're getting into the good yeah. stuff. Come on. <laughs> on his rider, there was like a load of stuff that they had to get, like mad sweets and crap. Green M&M's. A blender and a pound of liver. What? For, Pate. For him to eat, to blend and drink before he went on stage. Ah, okay. stop. Oh, stop. And what was his, what was the? Why? At the time, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. It's real. That's it his rock and roll, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. crazy. That's a Ramone That's a Ramon writer. Yeah,
1: yeah, and fucking wow. sixteen packs of toilet roll. Yeah, and
0: and and, and, and the other side of Put it, them then, in the fridge. but you thought that's like that's kind of like out there, and you, you you could never kind of talk to someone like that. You they must be off their heads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then you yeah. you like you 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 get a Mick calls me into the, and it comes into the kitchen. He says, "Dave, listen to." you know, who we got playing tonight. I said, yeah, Richie Havens, I can't wait to see you. The guy who, who opened Woodstock wow. was playing. He said, you know, his plane was delayed, so he hasn't had time to eat before he goes on stage, but he's going to play on time anyway. Would you mind hanging around and cool. feeding him? Mm-hmm. I said, no problem, as long as I can bring the plate to the table. Cool, yeah. And it was an opportunity to meet a man who had played the opening of Woodstock and you just get to sit down and have a chat for 30 seconds yeah yeah absolutely not interfere yeah, with them just hope everything's okay and tell them what it is and instead of having some person just go just there you go plonk it in front of them like yeah yeah, um, yeah. mind blowing yeah yeah brilliant and then the parties in that place were I'm sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yeah, had, Dol- <laughs> had a few nights in Dolan's it's a good old spot listen lads thank
2: you very much for this week dave uh thanks a million for coming in no bother uh, it's great chat it's great yeah. to still have you around and uh sure we'll have a few more points after this no episode. sure you might you might no you won't you've I had your quota no now. no no i've had my
0: quota of guinness you might see me cook, <laughs> you, right. you, you might see me cooking <laughs> <laughs> in anger sometimes soon <laughs> <laughs> cheers buddy cheers buddy. cheers lads Good to to chat. You, Gary. same as that dave thanks a million